we need for white guys giving their insight on things they don't understand. <laughs> Where's the banjo? This guy thinks he can sing. Oh my god, that's so evil. Gordon Ramsay, I'm, I'm awaiting your response. It is 7.30 p.m. and I still don't have a Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, I don't need this metronome. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Jawcast. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do now? We're going to steal other people's intros. We might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Podcasts two, don't really do yeah. one. <laughs> Three, two, one. Unfunny meme. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> that was unfunny. Or Adam. other podcast intro or other YouTube videos intro. Podcasts don't usually do like intros. Sometimes they do. Yeah, it's like half and half. Yeah. <laughs> like, are, we gonna be, are we going to be like edgy and like just intro it whatever way we want or like have a cold open? Oh, we can have we edgy. Have a theme I, can, song? I can give us an edgy intro, all right? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I was going to say something really bad, but. I don't want to make you censor anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's funny, but. Welcome back. <laughs> Took you long enough to this episode. Whoa. Gosh. I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> have you even listened to our other episodes? If you haven't, go listen to every single one. You're not allowed to listen I'll, to this one until you've listened to every other episode. I'll bleep that out and people will think that you actually said something. Just put in bad. a beep every like half second. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, Mitchell's mom. Mitchell is a good boy, even though the you probably already know. The one where I said the, the stupid thing at the end of that one episode, and you censored it. They asked me about that. <laughs> They're like, what did you say? And I was They're like, I'm like, not. son, we sit down. I'm yeah. like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> t- I was like, I didn't say anything. It's fine. That's funny. I can't say such things, even if I bleep it. Yeah. People at my church will be like, what did you say? I, I said, said, don't worry. I said. Crap. <gasps> Some people would react to that. So, so anyways, so welcome to the Podwood Forecast. I'm Clifford today, as usual. Yeah. And who are you? Huh. <laughs> I'm Mitchell. <laughs> He's Mitchell, and we are the God, Podwood I'm disgusting. Forecast. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm I'd... glad I'm not smelling it. We just ate some Taco Bell. And we're also kind of like marathoning through some episodes since we're like way behind in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we're going to see how much we can get done today. True. So this is like right after our last episode. I mean, no, it's not. Like an hour. Uh, we we ate food, yeah. had a break, and then uh, a yep. week went by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my computer exploded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another computer exploded. Another interface broke. I'm losing a lot of money yeah, <laughs> for this podcast. That we make $10 off of. Yeah, we're, we're already halfway there right now. Actually, I don't know. Sorry, I'm looking at the stats and I'm realizing this might be all... No, that's not all time. That's currently what we have now since I cashed out. Oh, nice. Okay, so the reason why I'm talking about that stuff. So, it's a new year, Mitchell. It's 2021. Yeah. Wasn't 2020 great? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so I'm so excited for this year. One thing that happens, has been happening for the past few years, is this whole big thing called Spotify Wrapped. And for a while, it was just a big thing for uh, just listeners, you know. And then I think eventually 
I don't because I don't think they started doing it at the same time, but later they started doing like Spotify for artists and they're wrapped. And so artists could make posts and be like, Look look how much you listen to us. You we have thirty minutes. <laughs> Feed <laughs> my ego. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, we're guilty of. We yeah. totally did that. Um and then they started doing it for podcasts because uh Spotify is definitely getting up there in the podcast game these days. Yeah. And we weren't... It's because of us. Yeah. We couldn't do it last year because... It would have been unfair to the other well, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. No, it's because we're an Anchor podcast, and it wasn't uh, eligible for people on Anchor. That's um, so messed up. It is. But... Who can I call about we this? <laughs> Call the president of the United States. Listen Mr. here, Mr. President, anti-anchor man. <laughs> That's not Will Ferrell. <laughs> Anyways, you sit on a. That was a horrible lies. joke. No, I, th- I almost said Will Smith. <laughs> it's like all these, all, all these stupid wills, and that was actually these... a pretty. What did you think about that laugh? Right, a Will Smith laugh. Four out of ten. Oh, it was almost. It was almost mediocre. That's hot. That's hot. Two out of ten. <laughs> um, so anyways, they introduced it this year, or at least the end of 2020, for for Anchor Podcasts. Oh, nice. I I remember I did it, and I looked at it, and I lost it. <laughs> good job. And I can't go back to it, but we really? do have access to our analytics. That's good. So I'm basically just going to say what I remember that they said, because uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a fun thing to do, just look back on the on our year and like how much you guys supported us. And so it'd be kind of interesting. Hell yeah. So, I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> so sorry. So much. I got to bleep out, man. <laughs> I'm tired. No, I, I'm I not watching myself. I actually right don't now. really even care. Yeah. That's a, that, that was a weak one. Hell is a place. That's still so. P that's still PG. So it's yeah. all right. Yeah. You say it in a PG, in a kid's They movie, said it in the Incredibles. Whatever. Did they? In the second one, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know they said it a lot in Rango. Yeah. But Rango's hardly even a kid's movie anyway. Yeah, for real. Anyway, so so I'm going to go through our analytics and just say the most interesting things. Our, I guess, our peak moment of the year was the week of May 27th through June June 2nd. What did we do? And we had 61 plays. In that week. That's so many. Um, yeah. Through and that was through um just a bunch of podcasts. Do they have to listen to a certain amount for it to count as a play? I think so. Because that's a little more impressive. Yeah. Considering it's like five hours long yeah, per I episode. Know. I don't know what qualifies as a play. Because it does exactly. that with songs. You can't just listen to a second of a right. song. Oh, it's here, like you let's, get a play. Let's say, the number of plays across your entire podcast organized by date. Mouse over the line to see blah, blah, blah. That's all. Okay, that didn't answer any of my questions. But let's assume that like a play is like listen to most of the podcast. Yeah. Um, or past a certain point. Our top episodes of the year. They don't exactly have them listed out, so I'm just going to have to just guess uh, just try to figure out the order. Our top episode of the 2020 was our Avatar 
the last Airbender episode. <laughs> Not a surprise. I mean, that one did. That surprised both of us. I it was like smart because really I was like, well. "It's out on Netflix. If we do it now, it will get some listens on no. it." No, I was right. We did the episode before that was announced. It just kind of happened to happen. I thought it was after because I feel like I remember being like, "Oh, this will get good plays now because it's on Netflix. We should do that next." I don't know if we maybe I, mean, I could be wrong. I don't know if we planned it. Exactly I might have. Like I might that. have said maybe we got plays because it went on. Oh Netflix. yeah, I don't doubt it. That obviously, yeah. I think had a play in it. But yeah, we had four hundred and twenty. We had currently, well, in that year, we had four hundred twenty-eight plays of that, that episode. Ep- oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. And oh, I guess I I could find out how many overall. I wonder if let anyone me, got really see. mad that we didn't like one episode of the whole series that much. Was that the? I know the one that I didn't. Well, like. it's not even that I didn't not like it, but I just wonder if anyone was like, "That's my favorite episode." <laughs> I think the general consensus was the one that I didn't like yeah. is mostly not that very well liked. Yeah, it's that like, was like the one where it's like a detective it's a bit of a mystery filler. one. Yeah, with the yeah. Anyways, it's been so long. I've been wanting to rewatch it again because I rewatch. Yeah, I watched too. it around this time last year. And now I, want to I have to it watch again. it all at least once a year. Yeah, well, that was a fun episode, and it uh, is a fun couple of episodes. Honestly, I mean, of course, the Robin Hood episode is not going to do as well because it's not near as possible. Yeah, I mean, uh, popular as Avatar, but it was still fun to do both of those. Yeah, and just talk about a, both a show that I grew up with and loved. And a show that I had recently been introduced to and also loved. Yeah. So I like the idea of taking things from our childhood that we like but the other hasn't experienced and yeah. then trading and seeing what happens. Yeah. It's a cool concept. I like yeah. it. Should do something like that again. Nostalgia in the exchange. Uh, yeah. yeah nostalgic like exchange. That. Nostalgic critic. <laughs> yeah we're, we're nostalgic critics this is the second time that we've talked about nostalgia critic on this show we're such fans how can he bend water you can't bend water i don't even water. know what that means oh my god he what the heck i i just can't with that man <laughs> let's not go on a tangent tiny again. little tie for a second time yeah <laughs> Our second most popular episode from 2020 was actually our Gorillas episode. That makes sense too, because yeah, that was, was a big year for Gorillas. It was. It was a very big year, dude. It's like um, it's like if you talk about things that are relevant, people will listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> well, you know, I know. Yeah, we wanted to do that with. Uh, we were gonna have one about I'm thinking of ending things and the devil all the time, but oh yeah, around to that. Dude, no one would listen to those at this point. Not at this point. I'm like no. sad too because nobody yeah. really talked about I'm thinking of ending things that much. After yeah, it came it's out. true. Yeah, the Gorillas podcast is fun to kind of like talk about them. I think it was just just happenstance. It, it was just chance that it got so many likes. Yeah, I mean, so many plays because um, I don't know. I felt like the podcast episode was a little long, but yeah, I still love that band, so it was fun to talk about them. Totally. Our third most popular podcast wasn't even from last year, but it did pretty well this year, uh, and that was our Mumford & Sons podcast. Oh, dang. Nice. And it got 95 plays um, over last year. Oh, okay. So, and, you know... Always will uh, appreciate that episode. That was like our first breakout episode. Yeah. It's, I think... Because we linked it. Like I think it got shared on the 
Mumford. Yeah, but also it was having it's it was having its own organic views. Yeah, so, oh, that's true. Um, yeah, and I think it actually overall is our second most popular episode. It just you know, gorillas did better, of course, this year. Okay, so our fourth most popular was the Robin Hood episode. So that's good. Nice. And then right after that was our Me Without You podcast from 2019. Epic. So people are still looking at Me Without You. Thank God. So that was our top five. Thank God. Our top five episodes. Uh, let's look at um, let's look at our listeners and see where they're from. Some of these hardly even. Who are you? Yeah. So, of course. Where do you as a um, reside? Our most popular demographic is United States. Ugh. Seventy. <laughs> Why? Seventy-four <laughs> percent from kidding. the U.S. Of course. Four uh, percent of you guys are from the U.K. Oh, so nice. Maybe we had some people who knew what we were talking about with Robin. No, Hood. they're gonna stop listening if you do that. <laughs> with my terrible. Uh, British accent. I, I I was listening to like some UK podcasts and they always are like they hate when Americans do British <laughs> accents. Yeah. I'm like, oh god. We just dropped our our audience just dropped. 4%. Yeah, that's not that's not even gonna be on the radar next year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's four percent of you from the UK. Nice. Three percent are from Canada. So even better. I hope you guys are enjoying some maple. You guys like Fargo? Like Marge? I'm being like so stereotypical. I'm sorry. You like Margie from Fargo? Maple syrup. So, hey, I mean, maybe some of these guys are like YMS fans and they like it whenever we talk about them. They're funny. They say sorry. <laughs> I apologize a lot. Yeah. 2% of you are from Germany. So that's cool. Germany's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Stop! I don't really know how to make fun of them. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I totally oh, am. Because, <laughs> like, we've been making the stereotypes. So I was like, I don't know how to make fun of Germany. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyways, it's continue. It's so bad. We I'm, love you, Germany. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I love you. Gosh. I love everyone. I've always wanted to visit Germany. Uh, you, you guys have a beautiful country. They do. And uh, I'm pretty sure, you, like, 16-year-olds are allowed to drink there. I think so, um, yeah. Something like that. Because I know, I know someone who went on a school field trip to Germany, and yeah. obviously you aren't allowed to drink, even though they were technically old enough to there, and some yeah. of them got sent home because they went out to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not illegal here. Yeah. And then 1% of you are from Mexico. Oh, nice. I love you guys. Um, never been to Mexico. <laughs> I've never met a Mexican, but I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't even know if they're real. Uh, no. Uh, so anyways, that's... I've always, I've always wanted to visit uh, Canada. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, just, I'm just being dumb. Visit continue. Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, and then leave. <laughs> My dad was in Canada for a while, but so still cool. never been there. Um, so, okay. So 62% of you listen on Apple Podcasts. I mean, you know, really? that's wow. the OG. That kind of surprises me. I mean, Apple Podcasts is kind of like the original. That's like, true, yeah. Where everyone li- used to listen. I guess I just, if I ever share it, I'm only ever posting the Spotify link, I feel like. Well, me too. And fifteen per- that's 15% of our listens. Yeah. And wow. I don't know. I, I'm, I've become a Spotify podcaster, so. Yeah, same. Um, it's just so much more convenient since that's what I just listen to. Just to have it all in the same on. place. Yeah. 
And then 2% of you are on Anchor, represent. Wow. 21% other. So. What the heck is other? Like YouTube? I don't know. Like, oh, I don't even remember. Any of the Can it names. link YouTube at all? I don't know. No, so. it's not YouTube. There's like a bunch of other oh. like off-brand podcast kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, I'm not even going through devices. Uh, 53, 53, <laughs> 53% of you guys are boys. Oh, cool. I'm you glad, I'm glad it's not like 85%. Or <laughs> yeah. It's pretty s- split. Kind of. So well, it's split between male and like, cause I don't, other. I don't know why, but if like 99%, if I was like doing a thing and like 90% of my like listeners or fan base was men i'd be like i'm doing something wrong (laughs) (laughs) or something very right (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know i mean that's that's a a big that would be a pretty big percentage for us to have like since we have like a thousand plays especially because we're two guys talking about movies and games yeah so that's good yeah and 34 percent of you are female hello ladies epic 12 percent of you are not specified i mean it's okay there's even epicer and 1% non-binary. No rush. <laughs> <laughs> no <Also>. rush. <laughs> That's so nice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, I like that later That was reaction. like pure. <laughs> um, and, okay, so a majority of you guys are between 23 and 27 years old. That's so 42% us. of our audience. That's good. Uh, so we're kind of hitting like... Just people are. It age. seems yeah. It seems like we're really just hitting. I guess people our age. That's cool. Yeah, that makes like sense. Nine percent uh, of you are between zero and seventeen years old. <laughs> that means a one year old statistically could be listening to us. It's <laughs> true. Between zero I mean, and someone's 17. child. Seventeen percent of you are eighteen to twenty two years old. Nice. Sixteen percent twenty eight to thirty four years old. Seven percent thirty five to forty four years old. And 9% 45 to 59 years old. That's my mom. Uh, wow. None of you guys, uh, like 60 plus, are listening to us Wow. in 2020. Where you at, grandma? <laughs> yeah, I thought your grandma listened to us. Nah, 60's not that old. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All time so far, we have 16... Uh, 1,625 plays. Not, That's all time. I can't get specifics. So not too shabby. But yeah, thank you guys so much. You guys did it. You guys gave us plays, and you listened to us rant about stuff, and uh, we very much appreciate it. Keep listening, and uh, we, I promise I'll be better this year at getting episodes out. So, I'm the, No. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything to say, Mitchell, to our listeners for what they've done? What have you done? <laughs> Why did you do I can't that? I believe you've done this. Okay. <laughs> so my number ten album of twenty twenty. Yeah, we haven't even no. talked about what we're. Uh, we we kind of mentioned it. We're gonna. I mean, they know from the title. Yeah, we're just we're talking going about our top ten albums of twenty twenty. And. Wait, I'm doing the thing again. Um, I (laughs) keep messing with the mic stand because I'm a fidgety boy. It makes noises and I tell him to stop. (laughs) I yell at him and I beat him. It's right. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so we did our 2020 movies, or we're going to do our 2020 movies, but uh, since we talked about movies last episode, we figured we would mix mix up up the pattern and do music for this episode. Yeah. So it's not like two movie episodes in a row. And 
Uh, it was definitely a better music year than a movie year. It was a pretty, yeah. it was a pretty good movie year, but it was, and it still isn't like the best music year. But yeah, I, I liked a lot of stuff from twenty twenty music wise, um, and a lot of bands I love put out music that didn't disappoint. And but it still, it still doesn't. I'm trying to remember what year it was when like. It was like when two Shaky years ago. Graves put out their new album. Oh, yeah. And like, that was a great year. And like music. Me Without You put out their new album. It was yeah, that Mumford that was Sons. like one of the best music years yeah, for I me. Lo- ever. I loved it. So good. Um but it's still this was a really solid year for music, maybe even a little better than last in twenty nineteen. I don't I don't know if I can say exactly because twenty nineteen was a little twenty nineteen was kind of weak for me, I think, if I recall. 2019 was weak for me too. It was a better year for movies for yeah. me. And I don't I don't know. There were some movies from this year from 2020 that I really loved. Same. Overall though, uh, yeah, 2020. Let's just say it's hard to make a top 10 for movies but not for albums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2020 didn't exactly meet my expectations. And you know, cuz that was the one thing that I was hopeful for. For 2020. Yeah. Because, like, you know, all this crazy stuff is going on. At least, you know, I mean, it's sad that artists can't tour or anything. Yeah. I would have I would have killed uh, an animal to... <laughs> an animal. To, to go to a live show. Yeah, I was supposed to um, see Mountain Goats and Me Without You in the same week. I was supposed to see Mountain that Goats, too. That week would have been so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And like my two um, favorite bands in the same week. My God. Yeah. I mean, who knows who I would have been able to see? I don't know. Cause they got, it all got canceled, but at least I thought this is going to be a perfect chance for artists to just continue making music. And some yeah. did though. Some artists that I know, uh, didn't, they failed to, uh, meet that expectation. Yeah. Which is, you know, like, Mumford and Sons, they said that they were supposed to be new music, which there was. There was like a couple new things from them, but nothing like really, really new because yeah. they were all kind of they they quarant they were quarantining like in separate areas. Oh right, uh, during all of it, and they still are. So that's understandable. But there were a lot of artists that I like that actually did get together and make some music, you know. Yeah, same. And I much prefer that. Can I tell you something? What? I'm not a huge fan of acoustic live stream shows. Not really either. I mean, I I know I did the one like just a couple weeks ago, but that's because I I just wanted to yeah. because like we hadn't done anything at Sherwood Forest in a while. But like a lot of my favorite artists did live streams and I just didn't watch them. Yeah, the only, like, thing that I enjoyed recently in terms of that was the Mountain Goats' thing, but that's only because they... I didn't even watch that. I didn't watch it, but they just put the the album on Spotify, and I just listened to it, and I was Mm -hmm. like, that was good, and I watched the Pine Grove movie thing that they put out. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. And it was fun. Like, I liked that better because it was more (laughs) of, like, a edited thing but it was still yeah. all live music and it wasn't just them on like a stage with no one around oh, it was yeah. like fun visuals and stuff but the album itself i just they just sound great live so yeah it's in the albums on spotify it sounds awesome um, so there was some it. like live stuff i enjoyed but i don't know there's there's not a lot of bands where 
like Pinegrove's an exception because they just kind of sound better live for some reason. But a lot of yeah. other bands, it's like fun to listen to, but then you never really go back to it. Right. Um. So. Yeah. So. I just kind of was would have preferred for artists to come out just with a whole new like a whole all new material. Yeah. And some did, some didn't. But we're gonna get into that and like see yes. which ones we liked. Uh, so who's gonna go first? I'll go first. Okay, we're starting from starting from the bottom. From ten. So we're doing top to ten. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna like give a we're not gonna give full reviews for each one. I'm gonna be pretty. Brisk. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I'll give pretty just brisk descriptions, you know. But yeah. I won't. I won't go on for an hour about an album or anything. Um, yeah. So my number ten of twenty twenty, I kind of cycled between a few different albums because I was like, oh, about this one or that one, and like some other ones I was thinking of was like, I was thinking of like Gasner, look at that sky for my number ten and stuff. But the mm-hmm. one, my number ten, the one I was like, oh, I went back to this one the most of the ones I was considering for my tenth spot. Um, it is The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Which, um, in hindsight, I is not forgot about that album. Yeah, like it was so early in the year that I ended up forgetting about it. But I went back and was listening to it again. I was like, this is still like a really solid album. Yeah, and it's not incredible. I know some huge Tame Impala and Tame Impala fans Fall. were a little like disappointed with it, or they thought it was one of his lesser albums. I'm not a huge Tame Impala fan, so I wasn't like really <laughs> expecting the like. Cause I don't know, I like Tame Impala, but I'm not like overly hyped for it. But I just thought it was a really good album. I love the production of it, like the bass riffs, like the big hits off of it, were super super fun. Um, there was a couple yeah. songs like I could skip over, but I I still cannot deny there are just a handful of songs that are just so good on that album. Yeah, and that's the kind of the thing is like I have a really solid like top eight or nine and my 10th was like between a few different albums where they have some songs I don't like, but had a lot that I really did like, you know? Yeah. So the slow rush isn't a masterpiece. It's not a must listen to, but I just think it's really, really solid. And the songs that are amazing on it are so good. And I love, and I would agree, even yeah. if it is one of his lesser albums, uh, Kevin, the, uh, the lead man, he, I still the love his man. production. His production is yeah. really good. Like a spe- you have to like put headphones on for Tame Impala. Yeah, because there's so many album. like weird like production like things panning all around your head and stuff. Yeah. Just sounds cool and it's uh it's just it's not like a super deep album, but it is just. 
fun. Yeah. You know, which maybe that's a shallow thing to call it because there are some like no, lyrics and like songs about his dad and stuff that are deep. But just for me personally, like how I connect to it. Yeah. I'm just kind of listening to it for the production, you know? Yeah. I, um, I'm kind of along the same lines where like, I don't, I really only liked a handful of songs. Yeah. Uh, wasn't, I, I didn't really, uh, go back to the whole album yeah. that much though, but it's fun. I mean, I have, uh, now that you mentioned it, there's already a song stuck in my head from it. Yeah. There's, so yeah, not yeah. the most consistent album, but when it, when it's good, it's like really awesome. So yeah, I would say like what I could probably call a couple songs from it, like some of my favorite songs from the year in general too. So yeah, good album. I hear you. Yeah. So, my number 10 is uh, a band that we, uh, you know, didn't expect to hear from, like, well, because they, they broke up a few years ago, and then they came back, 2020, to save the year, and uh, that album is Down in the Weeds, Where the World Once Was, by oh, Bright bro- Eyes. I didn't know they broke up. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Gotta keep on going like it ain't the end Gotta change like your life is depending on it It's a long time coming and we're taking it in What a wild ruse See the cold moon hanging like a pen in a book Too many ice cream socials with the promise we love Had to shoot all the targets at the carnival Cause you needed hard proof I read God's dead, I shed some tears for him yeah. And that was actually one of the few albums I was concerned about. Yeah. So yeah. That, that would have been really funny. I actually did. I had that written down. I changed it last minute because I mm. realized I listened to the Slow Rush way more. Yeah. But I do like that album. I almost made it my number I 10. really do. It's yeah. a pretty good album. I, um, I, I just love Bright Eyes now, though, and it's like a lesser album for me it is but it's kind of like with the slow rush but when songs are good on the album they're really good yeah yeah my my favorites um it's mostly in the first half of the album the first half is great the uh the second half kind of suffers it's kind of bland yeah just sort of too slow i don't know yeah but the songs that i love i love dance and sing just once in the world mariana trench which is probably my favorite yeah that's like Definitely. The, yeah. One and Done, Pan and Broom, Persona Non Grata. I, I love what they do. And they did this a, a lot uh, in uh, People's Key, their last album. Yeah. I love what they do with muted guitars. Right. And the intricate parts that they write. And they're they're very subtle. They're not like yeah, in your I, face. I like that. I would say I liked it a little more than People's Key, probably. Just a little bit. Yeah, they're probably. They're pretty on par. They're pretty similar albums. Kind of, yeah. Where but it's like this only one a handful of up, them are really great. Yeah, the, this one tackles a bit more of like old school Bright Eyes stuff, just a little bit more. Like yeah, some of the it's kind of like stuff. a mixture. Yeah. I would say, this is probably a weird thing to say, but like 
it's almost like me without you is untitled in a way like yeah. for them where it's like, I can see like how I feel about this album. I can see how some me without you fans is probably how they feel about untitled. Mm. If that makes sense. I Cause it kind of, so. cause untitled kind of harkens back to some of their more old school stuff, but still sticks with their newer style. That's kind of what this one does where a lot of hardcore fans are like, it's pretty good, but like whatever. Yeah. Just similar reactions to a discography. Like, kind of thing gotcha know. that's okay. my brain i guess i don't five really... people might relate to that <laughs> yeah i i don't always know what the general consensus for me without you albums always is yeah but, yeah but yeah I, I love the instrumentation even though it's it's not like show-offy but it's good yeah i really love the drumming and the interesting Ooh, drum yeah. beats yeah and uh, especially in, I think it was in Mariana's Trench where it's like those horns come in and it's like, yeah, that part's bum, awesome. Bum, bum, There's yeah. a lot of really awesome instrumentation for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Connor Oberst is renowned for his uh, wonderful songwriting. Mm-hmm. I haven't had time to like dive deep into like the lyricism or whatever, but I just, I just know it's yeah, great. I, would I mean, still it say sounds songwriting great. is still like, I wouldn't say songwriting's gotten weaker. I think it's really just like a presentation thing for a lot of people. But yeah. I still, I still think it's really good. I wouldn't be like, oh, they like got worse. But it's just a style thing. Like if you prefer, like there's probably people that prefer the like people's key in this like way more than stuff like Fevers and Mirrors and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Fevers and Mirrors is my personal favorite. But yeah, it's a good one, mm-hmm. and no, uh, has some catchy tunes in it. I really enjoyed it. Could have been better, but it was still, it's still really good. Um, so we only got like two out there, but it's about time for, for ad break. Break. So, uh, I mean, but we talked about those pretty fast, so yeah, it's, it's not going to be a long, this won't be, this This ain't going to be, this probably won't be two hours. Yeah. So, but, uh, we're going to go ahead and take an ad break and, uh, we'll continue with our list after, after these messages, after these messages. We'll be right back. Bye. Look up at the Everest. Look down in the Mariana Trench. Look now as the crumbling four or five falls down. Or when the big one hits. Look out for the plain clothes. Speak soft but the wild tap knows. Look out on the ever widening money trail. And where it goes, where does it go? Okay, we're back. Hi. Welcome back. All right. Back to our top 10 albums of 2020, 2020, I, I, um, sorry, when the, when the new year came, <sighs> what did I, you do? I uh, took the opportunity to post a uh, Vampire Weekend song on Instagram. Oh, yeah, 2021. 2021, will you think yeah, about that. me? 
It's like that's gonna be stuck in my head all year. Whenever I hear that, yeah, that's a good song. Whenever I hear our the year that we're in, it's gonna get stuck in my head. Hell yeah. Anyways, it's your turn. So we're on our number number nine. I'm on my number nine. Sorry, I always gotta make that joke every time. Do it. Number nine. My number nine uh, album of 2020 is "No Dreams" by Jeff Rosenstock. What? It is awesome. I had never listened to Jeff Rosenstock before. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, you should. Um, <laughs> Tell I me. I don't really know how you'd feel about it. It's just like pretty straightforward, like punky rock stuff like so like machine gun kelly uh, yeah <laughs> exactly like him. I have no idea the inventor of like punk him. music but no i mean he's he doesn't have like the typical punk voice though he's got like such a unique energy and kind of sloppiness to his voice but i love it um, yeah and yeah it's just really fun but the thing with it, it's not just like a punk album. Like I really love his writing and his composition of his songs too. Mm-hmm. But it is a pretty just straightforward like rock music. But it's how he like writes his music is like really awesome too. And uh, I listened to some of his other albums and I was like, dang, this guy's great. Like I really like him. Uh, <laughs> I just I love his vocals. They're kind of like sloppy and all crazy, but I love it. And yeah, I listened to that because a lot of people really liked it and it got reviewed well. One of my friends really loves Jeff Rosenstock. And I was like, oh, check it out. And I was like, dang, this is awesome. And uh, I ended up listening to it a lot. And it's just super fun. It's just really solid. It's not mind-blowing or anything, you know. But it's yeah, and rock. I'm pretty new to Jeff Rosenstock. I haven't been like a fan of his for a long time. But mm-hmm. um, it it was a really good introduction for his discography. Um, really solid. I just I liked it a lot. And I kept going back to it after it released, which is always a good sign for me that I like something. Um, Because there's a lot of albums where I'll just listen to. I'll be like, that was great, but I never go back to it. And there's a lot of stuff on this one. And it's consistently good kind of like the whole time. There's not really a weak song on it. And um, Hmm. a big problem I have with a lot of punk rock music is although I like it, sometimes punk albums get really repetitive because it is just like guitars. and yeah. You know, just like fast drum beats that all sound the same, but he's pretty good at like taking that sound and like kind of diversifying it and not having it be super repetitive the whole time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. Good album. I don't know if I'd like recommend it to you because I feel like you don't really listen to music like that too much. Just like I listen to punk. Yeah, I mean, you probably would like it. I just don't think you would ever <laughs> listen to it again. But okay. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Why I'm saying that. I just. I don't know. Jeez, you're so. I can see you liking it. So snobby. I'm very snobby. It's too. <laughs> It's too sophisticated. Well, I mean, for I you. know I'll have to listen to some of it for yeah. editing this. It's so. really fun. I, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Okay. okay. number nine sorry last time you know that reference right it's the beatles 
Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I kind of forgot. That's the one. And when it's backwards, it says, turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man, turn me on. Yeah. Anyways, so my number nine is, we were actually talking about them at the beginning of this episode, Pine Grove's album Marigold. Nice. Ignore the wreckage on the shoulder. I cross the border. I actually really enjoyed this album. I think at first I wasn't sure. It warms up on me. I, yeah. Yeah, because I remember I listened to it. I was like, I liked it, but I was like, it might be like my lesser favorite one, but I, I, I really like it. I like it better than Skylight, honestly. It's probably... It is, it's hard. I don't there, know how to rank... There are some songs I, on Skylight that are really great. Yeah. But... Because I'm weird where Skylight has been my favorite. I don't really know why, because like I would listen to cardinal and be like this is technically better but for some reason i just like skylight yeah you're wrong i just like the <laughs> i just like the coziness i don't know i'm weird but um i don't really know how to rank their albums so i just don't think about it well because some me, days i'm like oh i like cardinal the most some days i like skylight the most i'm like whatever Who for cares? me marigold just had more memorable me- melodies and songs in this album than skylight i can I probably only- agree I only Some days remember I like a couple out, al- like a few of the songs from Skylight. Yeah, but I remember most of the songs from Marigold. It has some of their best songs. Like I think Phase is awesome and Endless. Endless is probably just my favorite Pine Grove song at this point. It is. It the is. The reprise great. at the end is like so good, yes. and it makes me when emotional for some reason. Over. Maybe yeah. that's maybe it was because of like quarantine stuff, but that reprise, like the lyrics of it, I was like, oh, it's yeah. When it, this is yeah, over, it's very timely. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's not referencing that but it just fit like yeah. that year you know yeah that's um, probably my favorite moment in the album in the also moment is a good track too moments great <laughs> uh the they this is a 2021 thing but they did live versions of a lot of marigold songs on the amperlin new york live thing and mm-hmm. some of like the phase songs they do on that are kind of better than the recordings on marigold honestly like the live their live versions are so good <laughs> so yeah. like listen to it when you can yeah it's i great. should I also like Dotted Line, The Alarmist, No Drugs, and Neighbor. Oh, the um, No Drugs version on the live one is so much better, in my opinion. I, I, I like the album it, version. It's like really, it's more it has like banjo and up stuff. a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the live, the thing they just put out is like a really good combination of every album's style. Hmm. And that's kind of how I felt about Marigold in general, although it did have a bit more of like a production polish that's the one thing and i think that's actually the specific reason why skylight tends to stick out in my mind because it's so much more i i just it's a really dumb thing and it's not objective in any way and it doesn't really have to do the songwriting but just like the liveliness of how it sounds it mm. has such a natural reverb to everything. Yeah, it has. Great and Marigold production. is like still awesome. I love it, but it definitely has more of like that studio feel. Yeah. Um. Even though they still do it the same way, it just felt a little more studio polished, and I loved how just natural Skylight is. But I don't know. I'm talking about that because we're talking about Marigold, and Marigold yeah, is great. It's super to... good, and yeah. I love the. 
I, maybe this is a hot take because I saw some people be like, oh, it was a waste of a track. But I love the last track. They're just the drony instrumental. Yeah, yeah. How it's, it's uh, I love stuff. It like goes that. from neighbor into neighbor's great too. Into that neighbor's and, great. That's the thing is like sometimes I do think maybe I do like Marigold more because it is very good with its melodies. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's Cardinal is always, I, th- I think at this point, Cardinal is just always going to be my favorite from them. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a while before they top that. Cardinal is just a lot more dynamic. Um, yeah. It's got a bit more of like the rock vibe going on. It kind of mixes yeah. it up more. Yeah. And Marigold is definitely tamer, but Compared to Skylight, it had more memorable songs, and I find my, I found myself like going back to them at different parts during the year, and yeah. so that's more than I can really say about Skylight. Sorry, but fair. It's and and they are simple songs, but they're very well written, yeah. and memorable. Like like I said, so it's um, definitely a Pine Grove album. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely a Pine Grove album. Yeah, yeah. I was worried that I was gonna lose my faith in Pine Grove after this but i i just learned to love love it more yeah so, yeah that's yeah. kind of how i felt i was like i don't know if i'm like loving this and then i didn't listen to it for a while and then i went back to it and it just like i don't know it just warmed up on me so much for some reason so but yeah i'm with you on that one cool well that's my number nine marigold by pine grove your number eight uh number eight eight so my number eight which maybe for some people that know me this might be surprising that this isn't a little higher but there was just a lot of good stuff this year but yeah my number eight is getting into knives by the mountain goats (laughs) we say we sleep we scribe by land we dig a pit beneath the sand a place to keep the sun at bay at dark we rise and find our way with our faithful companion by our side put it all on the table and let it ride close to the drop off on our long slide um that was one that warmed up on me too. For a while, it wasn't even on my top ten, to be honest. But uh, it, is, it has some bangers, man. It's got some. I love the production of it, especially compared to um, "In League with Dragons," which was like pretty weak. It had some good songs, but that's a pretty weak album. Yeah. And this one was like kind of like in the same vein, but more of what made that album good, in my opinion. Because I love how that album sounds. I just thought the songs and like the instrumentation got a little like boring. And there's mm-hmm. still 
there are still for sure a couple songs on Getting in the Knives that I found a little sleepy, but mm-hmm. the good songs are so good. And some of those good songs are like some of my new favorites from them. Yeah. And even some of the more chill songs have really subtle layered instrumentation that I've grown to appreciate, but I, I, I still don't love just the piano ballads mm-hmm. by him. Like those kind of bore me a little bit, but the rest of the album yeah. is so good. And I, that was one that warmed up in me a lot too. Cause that when I first listened to it, I was like, I don't know. It's like, it's good. It's yeah. about as good as in league with dragons, but I kept going back to it. And I was like, man, it just, they must've just had a lot of fun making this album. Like, I don't know. It's something about it. Isn't it all live? Do they record it all live? I don't think it's like live. I, I think they kind of do the Pine Grove thing. I mean, I'm just guessing. Mm. Um, but I think they'll record certain things live together and then maybe just add on to it. Yeah. Like they'll do maybe guitar, drums, and vocals live and then add this. I think they kind of do that. Not all of it, but okay, they'll do a chunk of it live and then add on top of it. Um, okay. And I like some of the musical inspirations like... Um, What's the one song I'm thinking of? See, I I couldn't uh, I I feel like I can't really give an opinion on this album because I never I never really went back to it. It's a grower. Um, it's really I mean, th- there it was, was a really few hard. singles that came out that I enjoyed like uh, yeah. Get Famous and uh, what was the first one that as came many out? candles as possible, which yeah. is like one of my favorite songs from now and that one. That's a great song. Like I love the. I think John Darnell even called it Aladdin Sane E Piano moments, which is a David Bowie album because okay. David Bowie does a lot of like the like weird piano stuff. Thought on he was that. talking about Aladdin. Yeah, Al- Aladdin Sane is a yeah Bowie album, and he was like, yeah, the piano stuff is just. He's like, yeah, the Aladdin Sane piano was me. It was like, I was like, oh, you mentioned a Bowie album, cool. But uh, yeah, it it was a grower on me. I definitely didn't think I liked it as much at first, but. But I go back to it, I'm like, oh, that song's awesome, that song. I'm like, wow, I really only am not crazy for, like, one or two songs, but the rest I really like. And, like, yeah. Rat Queen is awesome. Harbor Me is so good. Um, Pez Dorado, As Many Candles as Possible, Picture of My Dress, Kate Famous, uh, Corsican, Mastiff Stride. You're just like, listing just all Just really songs. good. <laughs> just really, really solid. And it was a huge improvement on the In League with Dragons kind of style. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's great. It's not uh, based off the first single. I was kind of expecting it. I was like, oh, if this is what the whole album is like, this will be like my favorite album. Yeah, this but it wasn't. It definitely, they definitely have a habit of having like one like, song sound. They away. release like their their best single. Yeah, like or, the best track is or a like single. with goths. A lot of people love the first song, and then the rest of the album sounds nothing like it. Which uh, yeah, which. I I, I, I hate that because like, that's like my favorite Mountain Goats album tied with Heretic Pride still. Yeah. Um I, I remember uh, not liking Goths at first, mostly yeah. because I loved that first track and yeah. then the rest of the album was like totally different. I have a friend who said but, the same thing as he's like, Oh, I just love the first one, but then the rest of it's just like nothing like it and But I that's my favorite album now. Yeah. Goths is my favorite. Sometimes I think it I it is my favorite, but every time I listen to Heretic Pride, I'm like, Oh no, man. It, Heretic that, Pride is it's like classic mountain goats and I I love it too. Yeah. But Goss was just like so different and so experimental. I really loved it. But yeah, anyways. But yeah, it's, I gotta it's go really back good. To, uh, give it give it another knives. chance. I mean, it's not like something I would expect because you're not like hardcore mountain goats fan. You like mountain goats, yeah. but if uh you're not like super into them, 
I, I wouldn't expect people to like. I'd say they're my one of my top ten favorite bands. Okay, but. yeah, I would say give it like a couple more. Like listen to it when you're like having a cozy night, and <laughs> okay, like wrapped up and just chilling. Because it's not like a banger album, but it's got like there are a couple sleepy songs, but like some of the later more slow songs, like really just like listen to like the layers of like production because i actually think Mm. the production on it's awesome so yeah that's all i got it's a good it's really good it it maybe didn't live up to how excited i was for it but it was still awesome me out every time <laughs> sorry i have a drawer that just has started to open up on that itself. drawer said harbor me <laughs> all right so my number eight is it's just a little kind of a simple album but i really enjoyed it uh peace to all who enter here by josh garrels Josh Girls is an artist that I've admired for a long time. I'm trying to think if I think you mentioned that to me once, but I don't know if I like, ever listened to it. Yeah, I think I think he sent me a song from it. I can't remember. Maybe I know I I had his album, his last album before in my 2019 top 10 uh, albums. Yeah, so I have talked about him then. This album. It was uh, recorded during, you know, the first couple months of, uh, you know, COVID and all the lockdowns and such. And so he, you know, being locked down in his home, recorded just first he just recorded it himself with just him and his guitar. But then like other people started to like uh, collaborate on it, just like kind of recording it from their own spaces and so what uh, what came out of that is just a really simple acoustic. It's like a worship album. In fact, a lot of these are like worship song covers. Oh, okay. Uh, which is really interesting because um, some of them are like well-known. Some of them are songs that other not as well-known artists wrote. Right. He has a couple like originals, but he, um, he just really packs it in uh, just a really nice acoustic 
album that some of the songs get just a little bit more fuller instrumentally, but right. a lot of them are pretty simple. It's just really nice and kind of encouraging. So a lot of the songs that he chose were just uh, really nice, inspiring songs, and I'm usually not one to like really love, uh, you know, worship music or even like listen to them on a regular basis. Yeah. But um, these were really nice, and and Josh Girls just has a, I I love his voice. It's it's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've listened to him before. I might I might have like maybe without knowing. Maybe his most far, uh, popular song is Farther Along. Farther along. Oh. Oh, okay. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, did you guys along. enjoy that? <laughs> See, he has a wonderful voice, and I I love his style. Favorite songs would be Steadfast, Wash Me Clean, Exalt the Lord Our God, In the Garden. So if you're into like uh, some comforting like Chris, Christian music, Christian worship music that isn't like, you know, what plays on the radio and such and mm-hmm. isn't Hillsong. If you're more into like indie folk kind of worshipy music, then this is definitely up your alley. His other albums are a lot, you know, more fully produced, and I love those better. But this was just kind of a, a nice, simple album. So, nice. yeah, I really liked it. So, Josh Garrell's Peace to All Who Enter Here. You are That's pretty epic. Thanks, man. All right. My number seven is another album I was very excited. There's a lot of albums I was excited for in 2020 that didn't disappoint, which is good. Yeah. Um, and this is one I was excited for. And I'll probably, although it, I don't like it as much as their previous album, I still thought it was awesome and one of my favorites this year. And that is Ultramano by Idols. Joy as an act of resistance is still what I prefer in terms of their style because I just love like the chaoticness of and how not tight the production of that is. Yeah. But I love that they did something that still felt so much like them, but was just had such a different production style to it. But mm. it's still like crazy rock music it's not like they yeah. went electronic or whatever but it's so much the production of it is just so much more like tight 
you know, tightly wound. Tight, tight, tight. Like lots of, <laughs> um, especially the way they play guitar on the album and stuff. It's a lot of notes and it's just the tones they use. It's very, very specific style that I can't really compare to anything else. I, I yeah. like, I don't really know what to compare this album to, you know, and I kind of can say the same thing about them, but I love idols. Um, like if they keep putting out albums as consistently good, like they're becoming a band. I keep an eye out for, for sure. Yeah. And ultra mono was fantastic. Um, again, kind of like the previous ones, there are like a, a song here and there where I'm like, Oh, it's a little too similar to another song on the album. But, um, yeah. but dang, when the songs are good on this album, it's some of their best stuff easily. <laughs> um, like, especially the intro track and like model village. Like I love his, I love, uh, I love his model car, model wife, model. Village. Yeah. He almost has like this sassiness to his <laughs> delivery on some of the songs. I love it. And, uh, like anxiety is crazy. Like the ending of it, they still, they still do like the crazy chaoticness yeah. of joy, but it's just, it really just comes down to the, to the production. Cause I think it was like, I think it was like, Kenny Beats or someone that I can't remember. Was it? Kenny? I need to like. I don't need to look it up. Whatever. But <laughs> I just remember it was some producer I always like see around on Twitter or something. Mm. I was like, oh, he produced it, and <laughs> uh, I think it was uh, Reigns is like incredible. Like the production on that one. It's just it's such a an album. It's such a production album. You know, yeah. Um, like really unique choices and. It's awesome. It's a super consistent listen if maybe in the middle it gets a little repetitive, but it's idols. It has some of their best stuff. Uh, I still think Joy is better, but it was super, super solid. Didn't disappoint. And Mm. the last note I'll make is a lot of people don't like, a lot of people say the album art is super ugly and I love it. I, I feel like I'm the only one that really like, yeah, I went on like, I didn't their, hate it. No. Yeah. It's like the guy getting hit in the face with a big pink ball. I don't yeah. know. It's like a painting. And I, I always thought it was awesome. I don't know why I like it so much, but I went on their <laughs> subreddit and people were like, yeah, the album art kind of ruins it for me. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with it. It's like, cool. It's, I don't either. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. A lot yeah. of people, even some of my friends are like, yeah, the album art's hideous. And I'm like, I don't know what's hideous about this. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even say that. I, like, I feel like it fits the album so well. But I don't know. This is me. But Yeah. 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 Um, that album was kind of very similar to the Mountain Goats album. Mm-hmm. Was that like I listened to the singles and I liked most of them, especially Model Village. Yeah. I love that song. But when the album came out, I, I just um, I just need to go back to it. Yeah. You know? I uh, it didn't it didn't latch on to me uh, yeah. as well. So it's a really good if you're like working and focusing on anything. It's a really good like headphone like focus in album. <laughs> you know, Cause just some, banging away because some albums you just need to like screaming. have like high quality headphones and just like focus on it. You know, because that yeah. makes it better. If you're like doing stuff and you're not really paying attention to it, it's just gonna like be some. I feel like it's an album to pay attention to when you're listening to it. Because it is so like tightly produced that it's pretty easy to just kind of miss a lot of it, in my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. If it's not your thing, though, it's not your thing. So yeah, because it, it is so it. much like different than the last one, you know. And it's one of those albums. Like if someone listened to it and like it was like whatever, I would be like, all right, well, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's not one of those albums I think is like a necessary listen. I don't mm-hmm. even really know how many people I'd recommend it to, but 
It's good and it's fun. People who like punk music. And I love the writing of it, even though it's a lot more straightforward and I guess on the nose compared to the last one, but yeah, it's going for more of like a punk like delivery rather than because it is like more of like a punk album, like yeah. lyrically and stuff. Rather, Joy was maybe a bit more alternative. Yeah, Joy had a lot more like kind of obscure, like metaphorical things going on. Maybe stuff. that's why I liked it better. Yeah, but because it's 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 not just like literally one of the songs where they're screaming in the mic consent consent <laughs> and it's like yes consent but like what are you trying to say yeah <laughs> it, i don't know i i don't mind the straightforwardness a lot of people hated that i i thought it fit the punk nature of it really well you know yeah and consent is a good message but i i do admit when i listen to it just someone screaming over and over again i was like this is like i was like <laughs> I don't know. I think just repetition like that always just annoys me in general. Like if just yelling one word in any way always is kind of, I'm like, all right, I get it. (laughs) At least it's not as bad as Wonder Woman taking the time to say, I hate guns (laughs) in the middle of a fight. I wonder if she hates guns. (laughs) What's she trying to say? (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a good album. Not for everyone, but I like Idols. They're they're definitely not idle. Uh, anyway. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> My number seven. You're gonna actually appreciate this. Will I? Uh, I'm sure this is gonna be much higher on your list. But uh, I surprisingly enjoyed this. Uh, and my number seven is Shore by Fleet Foxes. Oh, nice. back and listen to it more well i've kind of been listening to it like throughout the year because i remember like i think last time i talked to you about it you're like yeah i'll like i'll listen to it see how i like it like i feel like you haven't told me you like really liked it yet so that's that's cool actually (laughs) i literally was not sorry i didn't tell you i straight up wasn't expecting it to be on your list oh yeah that's cool I really enjoyed it. I mean, like, it's pretty consistent. I wouldn't say that it, like, really wowed me in yeah. any way, but it was, like, consistent enough. There's a lot of songs that I really liked about it. Yeah. That it just made it, you know, it's on definitely the top 10. weird. It's a weird album for them, especially because they've never been one to have more of a focus on, like, 
drum kits and like yeah. melodies and stuff. Well, and this is technically the first album that I've really paid attention to. It's not them. like pop music at all, but it compared to some of their stuff before, it's like it's nearing more of like an indie pop vibe for some stuff. Mm. Compared, not like. It's not actually like there, but just compared to how they usually are, like really hardcore Fleet Foxes fans probably hear this as a pop album because it's so Mm. much more driven by melody and like drum beats. Yeah. Um, But I loved it. Um, I, I still think I probably like previous albums more, but yeah, it makes me want to check out the other stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it's very similar. It's more similar to crack up. But just imagine if this had crack up doesn't really because they usually kind of bury drums and percussion under a lot of stuff. But like being Mm -hmm. able to hear like a full kit was like weird for Fleet Foxes and crack up's a little more experimental and weird and a lot more atmospheric and, you know, shore focused a lot on really cool. Like even just hearing like so much electric guitar on a Fleet Foxes album. I, I loved it. I. Yeah. I don't just want them to make Helplessness Blues like five times. Like I'm glad right, that yeah. every album is so distinct in style, but still completely who they are. Yeah. Um, so I loved it. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. Got some great memorable melodies. Mm-hmm. I love their harmonies. A lot of them are really like kind of oh, yeah. haunting, sort of. And yeah, uh, they've always been huge on the harmony stuff. Very inspired by Beach Boys stuff. Yeah, I can. He- I can. Which they actually sample audio from Brian Wilson in the studio in one of the songs. Oh, really? Which yeah. song? I think it was near the end. I think uh, it's. I think it's the one where it's like one, two. It's like you kind of hear that at the oh, beginning. Yeah. It was. Let me see. I just remember because Robin, the singer, like wrote a letter about like. It and was like you inspired me in my music and like thank you so much for allowing us to have this on the album and stuff. I think it was oh, on. Nice. Was it? I think it was cradling mother. Cradling I was gonna Woman. say I did like that song. I think it was that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cradling... I, love, I love the intro song so much too. It's so good. Yeah. Who is that singing on the intro song? Because it's not. I don't. Even... I can't remember. It's some woman, but I forgot her name. I thought it was a child. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's this. I can't remember her name, but I didn't know who she was. But, but I, I like it's her very a lot. nice. Yeah, I I love "Can I Believe You," "Jara," "Maestranza," "Quiet Air," "Goya." Yeah, um, <laughs> lots of weird names. Yeah, "Young Man's Game." Those are all those are all good bops. Yeah, and uh, there's not really much else I can say about it. I yeah. just I just really enjoyed it. Straightforward kind of indie. Heck yeah. Folk album with some really good production. Yeah. There's so. less there's less to dissect compared to something like Crack Up in my opinion, which is a lot of I don't know, I feel like I say this a lot where I'm like I like the album a lot of people don't like, but mm. Crack Up was an album a lot of people didn't really love, but it was my favorite when it came out and it probably still is my favorite Fleet Fox album, but yeah. I liked that this one was kind of more in line with that, but kind of hit because i remember listening to the thing they put out where they had some cut songs from their first couple albums and stuff and Mm -hmm. there was like four of them that were 
almost like indie rock jams with yeah. like a drum kit. And I was like, this is weird for them. I was like, they should make a whole album like this. And then they kind of did. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, awesome. Cool. So, <laughs> and it also came out like just a surprise. surprisingly, right? Yeah, I was so, they didn't even promote it really. They like had posters up in some like town and it went like they, someone posted a picture online and they're like, what? And I thought it was just going to be a song, but they just dropped the album. I was like, <laughs> heck yeah. I was so excited. So, <laughs> So yeah, that was, uh, that was my number seven. Cool. number six we don't need to talk about it's pine grove marigold okay (laughs) Uh, we've already talked about it i i love it i i guess yeah like i said it grew on me a lot originally i think when i made my list kind of near the end of last year i think i was like "Eh, it's probably not going to be on there and i was like you know what i went and re-listened to it again and i was like Mm -hmm. no yeah this is great and ended up being pretty high on it so yeah, we went in depth. Marigold, Pine Grove, great album, number six. Yeah, you, you even had it higher than I did. Yeah, and I thought I liked it better. Uh. But I don't know. All right, so my number six. I don't know if you really even are familiar with this, unless you've been like really paying attention to the Needle Drops reviews. This is how I kind of learned about it. I've been I haven't watched all of them, but I've been like seeing what he reviews. Okay. Well, my number six is an artist I didn't even know about. Yeah. Um, the album is Mystic Familiar by Dan Deacon. album art yeah it's really trippy yeah i think yeah i think i remember you playing a song for me and it sounded super cool but i totally forgot to listen to it i don't even remember if i did but because it totally looked familiar when i saw it so i i think i remember you showing it to me okay for sure well the album art is like a, a perfect like representation of what the music is nice it's i don't know it's it's very like if i could put it into one word it's like magical there's like something yeah. about the music that sounds very like fantasy, almost kind of like advent. I could see it being these songs being played in like Adventure Time episodes oh, or nice. whatever. Yeah. It's um, it's like it's a great mixture of like electronic music and psychedelic kind of music. It's not all electronic. Some of it is like organic instrumentation, but it's it's uh, implemented nicely with the electronic side. 
It just has a great general vibe to it. It kind of reminded me of, I mean, they don't sound similar really, but they're just kind of in the same realm. But uh-huh. I don't know if you ever listened to Joy Electric. Yeah, um, I've heard them. Yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like the fantastical, like the uh, the lyricism, the imagery, and like just how the tunes sound. Uh, they're okay. just very whimsical and like take you to another land. Yeah. And uh, I really liked it. It's um, one of the most, like, like this is one of those albums that has a vibe to it. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's got a consistent theme to it. My favorite songs would be Become a Mountain, Sat by a Tree. There's also a section in the album where it's like a musical suite. They're called like ARP 1, ARP 2, ARP 3. Yeah, I was looking at the track list and I was like, what's with the ARPs going on? Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but uh, Far From Shore is my favorite from that. Mm. I also love Weeping Birch and uh, Fell Into the Ocean, which is kind of more like more of the poppy song, like the most like accessible song on the album. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, it was just a very enjoyable listen to me i loved just the sonic feel dan deacon is is really great at composing like uh like progressions and like the sound and everything and how i love how some of the tracks just really build up to a climax and that that's kind of my cup of tea yeah you know there's also i forget which track it is it might be it might be far from shore but it has this really cool like saxophone part mm-hmm. at the beginning and it just kind of excels from there. So, yeah, that's all I really got to say about it. Nice. Um, if you guys are into, like, psychedelic, electronic kind of music, I definitely would check out Mystic Familiar by Dan Deacon. I might have to peep it. Yeah, I thought you were going to say pee on it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Second best thing. My number five of 2020 is The New Abnormal by The Strokes. still listen to right now um i i'm a pretty late bloomer to the strokes i 
listened to their first album for the first time like two years ago, Is This It? Uh, and it's awesome. And I've only grown to love the album even more. Um, just so good. I love I love the lead singer's voice so much. Mm. And the thing with The Strokes is like, they have a few albums I really like, but I really feel like I only really like half their discography. Like I love their debut. And then the album after that room on fire is like good as reptilia, which is like the most popular song. I love that song, but hmm. I still like the first one a lot more. And then album after that's like, okay. Um, I never listened to it. Angles is pretty good. Come down machine is just kind of bad. So like <laughs> they have a, couple albums i really like but they're not like one of my favorite bands yeah but the new abnormal is like so good and probably tied for my favorite mm. like i i think i like it as much as their debut which might anger some hardcore star- i don't know if that would make Ooh. anyone mad but i thought it was awesome <laughs> uh the new abnormal is so it, it's like a proper like when people always say rock music just does the same thing all the time, like this is a proper example of like rock music doing something a little different mm-hmm. without just like selling out or trying too hard, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just such a solid listen the whole time. I don't think there's a single week song on it for me. Like maybe eternal summer is a little too long. That's the only complaint I have with this album, honestly, mm-hmm. One of the songs is a little too long. It's like it. And <laughs> everything else has such a good pace to it. it. has great chill jams and crazy bangers. And it has probably the best closer of any album that year. Mm-hmm. Like Ode to the Mets is like probably a masterpiece. Like I genuinely love that song <laughs> like so much. It's probably um, like, like I wouldn't say that Bohemian about every Rhapsody. song on the album. Like, but it's just really, really fun. I love the writing. Their music videos he put out for this album were incredible too. The At the Door was just like this song that just had a synth and him singing over, and it's so gorgeous. Yeah, that was um, had this animated video at the door. At the door, yeah, yeah so good. Um, and that's like, and it's cool because I remember they released that as the first single, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, and I was like oh, this is, like, what this album is going to be. And I remember being, like, kind of underwhelmed. I was like, I don't want them to just do, like, a electronic album. Like, yeah. I remember being bitter, but then, like, the album was just a really good rock album, you know? Like, hmm. with some kind of them doing some new things with production that sounded really cool. And uh, it's just addicting, you know? It's not yeah. the most deep, mind-blowing thing, but it's it's such an earworm album. It's... Uh, addicting is the best thing I could say. Just you want to just listen to some of the songs so many times, and I listen to a lot of them so many times, and <laughs> I, I still could listen to it. Like, because sometimes I'll love an album and I'll listen to it and then burn myself out, and I'm like, I never want to listen to it again. <laughs> um, but this one is like, no, I still love it, even ever since it came out up to now. I'm like, nope, still one of my favorites that year. So nice. Um, it it might it's. Even though it's only my number five, I feel like I probably listened to it the most, except for my number one album. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, that's, I, all I, that's all I can say. It's a solid fun. Like it's it's hard. I feel like it'd be a hard album to dislike if you're into just kind of like yeah, I that I kind of music. I know I need to listen to it. I haven't listened to the whole album, but 
I did jam out to Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus a lot last year. Which surprisingly year. a lot of people thought was like the worst song. And That's I don't weird. I don't know why. I thought it was so catchy. Yeah, it is really catchy. I love the chorus on that song. Yeah. And yeah. I really I liked At the Door as well. And those yeah. are the only songs that I know from it. First but. song is probably the best one. Mm. Or the or first and last song are the best ones. Okay. For sure. Nice. I'll be listening to it more the if I get the chance. My number five is Holy Smokes and Future Jokes by Blitzen Trapper. probably talked about this band quite a few times around you one of my favorite albums is the one from a few years ago called destroyer of the void yeah. i love that album but they're like a um like a folk 70s rock kind of oh. vibe and it's it's really great and um i wasn't really too hot about their last album so this album was definitely a return to form for oh, them. okay I wouldn't say it's like it's pretty comparable to some of their other like great albums. So yeah, it's not like that it you know breaks the mold or I don't anything. Even know if I've heard of them, their um their most popular song is "Fur," spelt with two R's. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that on their Spotify page. Yeah, it's like pretty popular. Like when like folk music was was all the craze in like 2010. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's like, you know, a good mixture of like country, 70s rock, and, oh. and folk and everything. That sounds kind of up my alley. Yeah, I, I would gonna... definitely check them out. And they've got some great songwriting. And this album, I think they had a great focus on on drum production and like the bass. Oh, okay. And just like kind of the rhythm section. It really complemented a lot of the songs really well. Nice. My favorites would be uh, Bardo's Lights, Ouija Ouija. <laughs> it's, I think the song is about like this guy who's like asking a Ouija board like what his life is going to be like in oh. the future. Uh, another song, Don't Let Me Run, uh, Magical Thinking, Masonic Temple Macro- Microdose Number 1. <laughs> Sounds wow. like a Mountain Goat song. <laughs> yeah, it does. Dang. Uh, and probably, well, 
Masonic Temple Microdose number one and Sons and Unwed Unwed Mothers are two of my top favorites from this album. Uh, Masonic Temple is kind of like just a just an all out jam. I love the end where it's it's it just repeats the tagline where it's like let's do the world a favor. Yeah, let's all go extinct. Yeah, let's do the world. Of... It's great. That sounds fun. And but like Sons it. and Unwed Mothers is very different because it feels more like folky and like fairy tale like and it has like a lot of that sort of imagery in okay. it the the lead singer songwriter he's great with like imagery like across all of his best songs he's just really good at that so gotcha. okay yeah it's just an overall really good album and i i was just jamming to a lot of these songs throughout the year especially when they were just coming out as singles yeah i just it was just it's a great jam so yeah holy smokes and future jokes by litson trapper Sick. Sick. Number four. Um, <laughs> my number four album of 2020 is Circles by Mac Miller. Except you can see it all Another one. <laughs> Sorry. Another. <laughs> Everyone really liked that album. I haven't listened to it at it's all. It's so good, man. I I was surprised at how much I was genuinely surprised how much I liked it. And uh, I'm a fake fan. Heads up. I I did not ever listen to Mac Miller before this album. Yeah. And I Maybe I that just, was the deterrent for me, is that I never listened to it. Yeah, so I, I had, whoa, what's in my throat uh, right now? <laughs> Do you hear how my voice sounds right now? You got now? a frog in your throat. Ugh, that was weird. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I the big thing for me was when Fantana reviewed the when the single for it came out called Good News, and like when he reviewed it, it he was like bawling his eyes out, and I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. I was like, I need I to listen to that. this. Um and when I listened, and I had heard about hit like Mac Miller's story, and I kind of got caught up on what was what happened and what had been going on, and like when he died and stuff, and uh, the people, mm. you know, producing this album, and I, I love the production because it's so, like, it uses like guitar and real drums and bass, and it just sounds so good. I think Matt Chamberlain drums on it. 
Um, but the drumming is super good. I, I just love the instrumentation of it so much and it's produced. So it's like the most respectful posthumous album, Yeah, you know, um, cause there's been a few that have felt like weird cash grabs, but this is like genuine and yeah, man, when I, when I read up on all that story and I listened to good news, like the lyrics of it, it's, it's heart wrenching. It's like devastating to listen to it's, and it still hmm. makes me want to, I almost cry every time I listen to that song, but it it's it's like dang it, it's like the song is just so good though how it sounds <laughs> like yeah. it has like this kind of muted guitar riff and I love the drum uh, drum beat going on and even his vocal performance and just the writing and it's like catchy but it's like this devastating especially with the context of knowing he's like gone now and like hearing like the lyrics to this song are just like so. It, it like really gets you. He's like, yeah. why does everybody need me to stay? And he's like, maybe I'll lay down for a little while. And it's like going mm. on. It's like, dang, man, it really, <laughs> it, it hurts, man. But it's also, it's not just that it's sad. Like it just sounds good too. You know, yeah. like if he was still alive, I probably still would have loved this album. And I remember one song even had like a weird, like folkiness to it. And it, it was more of like a, like it wasn't really like a, cause I know like, you know, he was known for more of like rap stuff and whatnot, but yeah, this wasn't like a rap album at all. And it's like more of, singing, probably a lot of like singing. There were some like, you know, bangers like blue world is super good. And I love the production on it. And that's more of like a, you know, I guess typical Mac Miller sounding thing, but it's just such a good album front to back. And it, the album before it, I went back and listened to, and it was also really good. And there was supposed to be a third one for this trilogy. And yeah, it's just great. And it hits, I don't know, man, it just evokes such like an emotional reaction. And I, I didn't like grow up with Mac Miller. I didn't, I wasn't like a huge fan. I listened to it after he died, you know, but Mm -hmm. the, the fact that it was still able to get such a reaction from me, even though I wasn't like a fan I think says a lot about it and and like yeah I love that album I still feel I I would feel fake saying I'm a huge Mac Miller fan because I've only listened to like two or three of his albums Uh, and this is pretty much the only one I go back to consistently but it was so so good and just so well done and the producers like just did him so much justice and um, amazing songs I think Good News is was my favorite song of the year like Hmm. easily uh, no other song got like that much emotion out of me. <laughs> like it's, I still like want to like fall down every time I think about it. But hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's emotional, but it also like kind of slaps. Like it just sounds really. <laughs> it's not just like that. I, I cry. This is a bop. <laughs> you know, it's also just like a bit of a bop. You know, it just sounds yeah. really. I don't know. I love so those it. Those are some of the best songs. Yeah. Songs that are sad, but also sound good. <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, I loved his writing on it too. I, I kind of get like why people loved his stuff so much, you know, cause he like knows how to make stuff sound fun and whatnot, but he had such like a very like honest lyrical writing and very like touching moments. And, but also just some fun moments. It's not like every song is about death and like being sad and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, just a really good album. I think it deserved all the praise it got. Obviously, it's not quite like my number one or anything, but I still really liked it. And 
man like what an album to like go out on this is crazy so yeah mac yeah. miller circles uh you probably heard of it and i think it it deserves all that praise so nice check it number four this album came out really early on in the year so it was like one of the first albums that i really got into yeah. and was enjoying whoops it is uh peopled with dreams by john mark mcmillan oh yeah that was a good one there is a garden in the void in the desert of space a speck of blue dust in the vacuum of hay So we drive to work, we walk our dogs, we make babies, we sing songs, and all along, we sleep inside the miracle of it all. Almost made that, that. I had like four albums that I like almost they were made just kind of dangling down. Yeah, there. that was one of them too because I really liked that album. I really love it, um, especially I, the part that sounds like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I, I texted <laughs> that, that was to weird. You. I, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't think about that the first time I heard it, but when you pointed it out, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm a better fan of Shadow yeah, of the Colossus. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> no, yeah, there's a song Hammering Heart that is a. Uh, there, it has this very huge orchestral uh, ending, and it's it's so cool. Yeah. And it sounds like the soundtrack to the video. That, game. The production on the Shadow album the is so cool. Yeah, I love John Mark McMillan. Always has sick production. Yeah, and it's it's almost it's like a nice cousin to his previous album, Mercury and Lighting. Yeah, those are um, great. I love the the more like chill like. He made like or lightning, Mercury and lightning. Sorry, I think it was like Mercury sessions where there was some more chill versions of. Songs yeah, there from were that. like live versions of. And some uh, of those I thought were actually better than the other album. Like, yeah, there's actually a song that Josh Garrels, who I talked about oh, before, yeah. sings on, and it's a great track. Yeah, he's like what I wish more, like worship artists were like or Christian artists. Yeah, because you can't really call this a worship album no it's not but I mean, it's like I a, mean, it's a christian album but it I has like some this. worshipful aspects to it but yeah john mark mcmillan is he's just so creative he's a great songwriter and he does he's not your run-of-the-mill yeah like worship christian he, like, artist worships or anything. through like his production <laughs> which i think is cool because i love you yeah, yeah yeah and his his lyricism is great but they're definitely not songs genuine, that you would you know yeah it's authentic definitely not something that you would sing on a Sunday morning at church, but it's still great. And the, what differentiates this album from Mercury and Lightning to me 
is a big thing was actually the how they approached the drums on this album. Yeah. It's very unique sounding. Some of them sound like weird. They almost sound cheap, but in a good way. They're like, uh, like toy um, snares. Or they're something. like Jamaican kind of. Yeah. Cause I, I list, I watched some like behind the scenes videos and they were kind of going for like a, like a Jamaican, what like Rastafarian kind of yeah. sound with the drums and the bass kind of, mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unique and uh, brings a different taste to the songs, and uh, but a lot of the songs do kind of sound like they could have come off of Mercury and Lightning, like uh, Pilgrim. I love that song. Yeah. Um, and I think the road, the rocks, and the weeds, but still, it's it's a great album that I thought was good at first, but it grew on me a lot, and now I love it, and I get songs stuck in my head. I love uh, the opener, Christ Jesus is Great, Juggernaut, which is such an interesting (laughs) title for a song. Yeah. Pilgrim, like I said, Hammering Heart, God is Young, which is such an earworm, because it's like, God is young, and God is young, and maybe we're the ones who grow old. (laughs) And there's uh, Unbroken Horses, and I love Ancient and Brave, because it's like, it's a song that sounds like straight up out of Psalms, where it's, most of the song is like, where is God at a time like this? Yeah. Which is so timely, but this came think, out. I feel like that might have been one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a very low-key song, but then like it kind of comes together in the end with him, you know, kind of declaring his his trust in God. Yeah. But like I was like, man, that sounds so real and like something like did come out of Psalms and like something that more Christians I feel like should be yeah. more honest about. It's not just wow, I suck heal me lord yay yeah. thank you yeah you know, like it's sometimes it's okay to actual, be like god like, where are you <laughs> actual thoughts and contemplation and like being honest it's like cool yeah it's like wow he must actually like care about what he's writing about <laughs> he does and i think it's cool because i don't know this is just a mini rant i guess i think there's so many people in like his generation between like his generation and mine that, you know, they're like known Christians or artists or whatever, and they're like, you know, losing the faith, you know, like yeah. the guy from Hawk Nelson or I think it's Marty Sampson from Hillsong. Oh, yeah. I, I just kind of always thought because like s- since John Mark McMillan was kind of a little bit more alternative sort of. Mm-hmm that he would just kind of lose it but he hasn't yet and so that's encouraging yeah but i mean anyways peopled with dreams is a great album i liked mercury and lightning more but this was still really solid and for sure john has yet to disappoint me with a release so that's my number four and roll 
Uh, my number three, my number three album of 2020 is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Ah. Uh. because Fiona Apple's obviously been around since the 90s. I went and listened to her debut a while back, and it was super good. A lot of her albums are really good. And, yeah, Fetch the Bolt Cutters is super different from anything she had made. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be my favorite, but it's probably just because it's the one I'm most familiar with because I've listened to it the most. Yeah. Um, but her debut's probably arguably better. But I love Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Um, it has such, it has the most unique production of any album on this list for me. It's just like weird. Like <laughs> it sounds like she recorded. It's like she just took a bunch of crap from her kitchen and like made music with it. It's just like clangy noises and like the percussion on it is so bizarre. And yeah. Like, but it's so good and creative. Like it just sounds like nothing I heard that year, and hmm. I loved it. And especially just, I love her vocal delivery and it almost has this like talkishness, like punkness. I don't really know how to say. She just kind of like does the, I just love her vocal delivery on it and almost has like this angry sound going on, but it's so great. And she's also just like a great singer. Like when she's singing like, you know, straightforward and, uh, just lyrically, it has some like really strong, like intense moments. Uh, but it, it's also full of catchy moments too. It's not just like this experimental avant-garde thing, you know. It's weird, but she manages some really catchy tunes out of it, like Shamika and like uh, what's it called? Like um, I need to remember. I want to say the table, but hang on, hang on. I need to make sure I'm not saying the wrong song title. I'm going to be stupid. Yeah, Under the Table. I was right. Mm. Um, Under the Table is probably my favorite one. Like Relay, Ladies, Heavy Blue, and Cosmonauts was awesome. Like, it's just every song on it was great. And I, I felt like I digested a lot from it. Where it's not that it just sounded cool and I liked it, but lyrically and thematically, there was a lot to think about with it. And I just had a lot of fun listening to it. And I was like obsessed with it when it came out and you were. I didn't quite listen to it throughout the whole year or anything, but every time I did go back to it, I loved it. Cause it's not just like, uh, I'm just going to chill and like listen to this and not paying attention to it. It's like, I almost feel like if I'm going to play it, like 
it's not just like good background noise because there's a lot going on. It's good to like focus on, but it would be like sonically distracting if I just wanted some like background noise because <laughs> yeah. like, there's like a lot going on in the music of it, but it's really, it's just so creative and good. And I, I wouldn't say it's like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Like a lot of sites did. Um, a lot of people went really crazy over yeah, this album. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it. And I a lot of artists I like really liked it too. Um, and it's obviously like my third favorite of the year, you know. Um, and it's not flawless or anything. It's not like every song on it is a masterpiece, but it has a lot of fantastic songs. And um, yeah, I just really liked it and connected with it a lot. And it, it got me in... It's another case like The Strokes where I wasn't like super into them, but like listening to it made me want to go back to their old stuff. I had a lot of that that year. I think, yeah, the same for me. I think this year was like just kind of forced a lot of us to maybe listen to something that we wouldn't usually before. It was a lot of word of mouth albums for me. Yeah. I was like hearing from a lot of people like, oh, this is good. And and it, it was awesome. Yeah. And this one it was my number one for a while like when it came out until like a few other things came out i was like oh this is like the best thing like yeah. this year and i honestly was not sure if anything was going to top it but some stuff did surprisingly but but yeah i just love it it's um it's kind of hard to recommend like if someone has never listened to fiona apple i would not tell them to start with this <laughs> like at all but but it's still great and yeah i just i've grown to like her a lot as an artist she makes a lot of she has a lot of great albums like great music and um i just loved how creative it was it just felt like it was pushing some kind of boundary where it it's different but it's not like something people are going to try to copy either Hmm. it's like weird but i don't know i just respect it a lot so yeah i never really i think i tried to listen to it um, it's a bad starting point if you've never listened to her. <laughs> it, it would just be like, what am I listening to? You I know? mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm used to like different music. Yeah. I think I was a little bit turned. I was turned off by a couple things. I was turned off by the weird vocal trill stuff. I was like, oh, this is weird when she would go like. Oh, uh, that's literally only on the end of the first song. Yeah. That's the only time she does that. Yeah. Know? Well, and I was also, I was just also, the hipster in me was kind of turned off by the big reaction that I got out of everyone. Yeah. And so I, I just lost interest. I remember, I really like, because I think you sent it to me, uh, Heavy Balloon. Yeah. That's, that's a jam right yeah, there. Yeah, that's that a like. jam. I think the title track's great. Shamika and like Under the Table's a pretty straightforward, like not all of it's like super experimental and weird, but yeah. I think Under that's the Table. It's not like I have a problem with that either, yeah. too. But yeah, it's it's a weird one to get into. It was weird for me to get into it at first, but I had listened to some of her stuff before I went into it, um, yeah. which I feel like helped. But yeah, I wouldn't like go around recommending it to everyone, especially <laughs> have some like moments that are just like really like, ooh, like I don't like <laughs> pretty harsh, like intense. And I'm like, uh, it's like I wouldn't want to like yeah. tell everyone to listen to stuff. You know, it's. <laughs> it's not the most accessible thing, but I maybe the hipster to give me it likes chance. it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a good one, but it's it's not the most accessible one, you know. And I I don't think it's ten out of ten like one of the best albums ever made. I thought it was one of the best albums of that year, but yeah, yeah. I not only, much competition, but yeah <laughs> a, lot, a lot of competition i would say for me especially with yeah. some of my favorite bands putting out music that year but 
Um, but it's memorable, and I, I will always think, when I think of 2020 music, I'm always going to think of that album. For yeah. sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, Fiona Apple. I love it so okay. much. Okay. So my number three, see, one of my all-time favorite artists actually did come out with an album this year, and it made me really happy. And that album is Good Luck With Whatever by Dawes. I thought this album was really good. I totally forgot to listen to it. How dare you? I liked the singles, though. Yeah. Yeah, the singles, really great. I think I remember you saying you liked it quite a bit more than their last album. I did. I did. There was was a lot to enjoy about Passwords, but overall, I think it kind of paled in comparison to... We're All Gonna Die, which was before Passwords. Yeah, that album is so good. This one I don't still don't think is as good as We're All Gonna Die, but it was nice because it was like they... It seemed with this album that they're trying to blend old Dawes with new Dawes, yeah. which old Dawes, like before We're All Gonna Die, was a lot more like just kind of straightforward folk rock. Uh-huh. Just, you know, just good old rock and roll. And with We're All Gonna Die and Passwords, they got a little bit more experimental uh-huh. with, like, you know, maybe, like, more poppy-sounding kind of sounds and such. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, their new keyboardist who came on uh, We're All Gonna Die. I just think he has a a better mind with like synthesizers and such than yeah. the previous keyboardist. But yeah, this was kind of like a good combination of both of those things of like the pop and there were songs that sounded like they could have come off of their older albums. Nice. And I liked that. Um I I don't think it is perfect. Although I don't think there is a bad song on this album. The thing with Dawes, and this was kind of like just my history with them, is that they're growers. I didn't love them at first, but then I started to realize that I kept singing their songs to myself. And I'm like, I think I love this band. And that seems to be the case with like 
everything that they release, very few times is a song going to be like, wow, that's great. It's more going to be like, oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And then like maybe a couple months later, I'll find myself coming back to it a lot more. But there there were a few songs that I just kind of liked. I loved right away. My favorite would probably be Didn't Fix Me, which is a, a great I song. To that one. It's a great song about, I mean, it's got this nice hook. It's very chill, though. But it's it's a nice song about, like, how, you know, this guy who just keeps on going to these different things to, like, try to fix himself, mm-hmm. you know, because he has a lot of problems. But in the end, sometimes you just can't completely fix yourself. And yeah. you're just you know, a broken individual and that's okay. Mm. And he talks about like all the good things that are in his life, like the woman in his life and nice. all that. So it's a very touching song. It's got a lot of good jams, like still feel like a kid. And, um, who do you think you're talking to? Which is like a, it's like, it could be like a fun, like bar fight song. Kind yeah. Of. Other songs that I really enjoy are good luck with whatever, uh, the title track, which I think is like a very, it's a song about like letting go of people that you don't need in your life oh, okay. anymore, and I just think it's like a very nice, like subtle middle finger sort of. Yeah, good luck like, with whatever. This, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, eh, wish you well, I guess. Yeah, whatever. You're not a part of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Which Taylor Goldsmith, he he's just a uh, he's one of my favorite songwriters of all time. He he has a tendency to like take simple concepts and just kind of expand on them in a very human way i like stuff like that a lot yeah and i love that and uh heck yeah none of my business is a great song as well between the zero and the one uh it's just an altogether pretty solid album not not my favorite from them but it was definitely not a disappointment for this year yeah, I'd love to get get uh, a pin of the thing that's on the cover, where it's yeah, it's, I do it's like the that. title track and just a peace sign. It's like I want to get that sewed onto something. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to get a patch for my jacket or something. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, good luck with whatever by Dawes, my number three. number two we don't need to talk about too long because we already <laughs> did technically but uh my number Forest two by sheet foxes <laughs> yeah yeah uh sure fleet foxes my number two um yeah i just loved it so much it it just hit everything i kind of like wanted from fleet foxes like for next step from fleet foxes it was what i wanted from them i wanted them to do something a, a little more like that yeah, I didn't want just another crack up or another helplessness blues because I like that they kept evolving their style and it's not my favorite style from them, but it, I still wanted them to do something like that because I like bands doing some d- 
different things, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't need your next album to always be your best one. I just, I want to hear you try some new stuff and maybe have some fun now and then, you know? And that's what this album was. It was really fun, but still didn't lack the depth that makes them a good band for me. So yeah, I just appreciated it a lot and, uh, super addictive and very re-listenable for me. And yeah, yeah, I, I wore that album out a lot. I loved it. So, so good. And yeah, we already talked about it. So that was your number two. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a, I have a very strong feeling that we're going to have the same number one. We will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Of course. My number two actually was my number one for the longest time this year. And I think I already, I think I had told you in like a text or whatever, but uh, my number two is Ugly is Beautiful by Oliver Tree. say about this album because there's like there's a lot behind this album yeah i waited well every oliver tree fan waited so long for this album right including oliver tree of all the, uh, the production drama and stuff yeah so oliver tree i got into his music this is his debut album and it's and his last as far one. as we know it's his last album, unfortunately. And the yeah. reason is because so Oliver Tree had mostly just been releasing EPs and singles, which were all great and were getting everyone hyped up for the music. And finally this album comes out and I was really sad to see because like a lot of people were a lot of fans were like kind of dissing on the album yeah. because Half of the songs had already been released on EPs. Yeah. And the thing that people didn't understand that Oliver Tree came out with later was that, you know, he got signed to a record label and they were just really screwing around with him. Like he he wrote and and recorded this album a long time ago. Even before all the EPs were out, he had already finished the album. Yeah. But they wouldn't let him release it because they wanted him to keep, like, releasing EPs or releasing singles. They wanted him to have, like, a certain amount of followers or something. Yeah. It was really stupid. And so... Sucks. All he could really do was just release the songs that were on the album. And so by the time that the album came out people were just confused because it was like half these songs we already know already. Yeah. Like what the heck, man, you're supposed to give us something new and it's really unfortunate. And record labels are freaking evil. I know. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he just crapped on them. Yeah. He's like them after the literally never wants to do music now because of it. Yeah. He's, he's given up music for now, at least the, well, so Oliver tree is just his like stage name. Yeah. No one really knows his real name. He, Oliver tree is kind of like a persona for him. Mm -hmm. And so he's done with Oliver tree. He might come back and do other music under like some other, 
name or yeah. whatever. But he said for now he's actually going to be focusing on film. Oh, which is cool because like his music videos, he all di- he directed himself, and they're all great. I mean, they're crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the fun Those thing about fun Oliver videos. Tree is that he's just got this crazy persona that's almost like a like a. Andy Kaufman kind of a thing where it's like, oh, well, who's the real person? Because he's wearing like he's got like this bowler haircut, yeah, and he's wearing sunglasses and like a really like oversized jacket and oversized pants, yeah. Looks like some uh, like teenager from the nineties, <laughs> and, and he's really funny too. But this album, I I don't even care if I had heard a lot of the music a lot of times before. I, I still thought it was like pretty solid all the way through, just like banger after banger. Yeah, I had a lot of really fun songs. I, I listened to it like once or twice and um yeah, very like twenty one pilotsy in a lot of areas. Um with eh, like the emo yeah, I guess so. Just like not like like good twenty one pilots. Yeah, not in like a ripoff way, but like that kinda like a surprisingly like emo vibes here and there yeah um but it was fun like i listened to it a couple times and i I wasn't it wasn't this genre of music i was expecting at all for some reason i don't know why i was expecting like just a straight like rap album for some reason but it really (laughs) wasn't it has that it does have some rap stuff but yeah he's it really had more like like weird rock vibes yeah it's it's a perfect mixture of hip-hop rock pop and you know, just kind of like grungy, yeah. sorta. Uh, it's very unique, and uh, I just, I just think he's he's great at what he does. Um, just a lot of just great jams that I listen to. Not even just all through last year, but the year before as well. Since mm-hmm. the a lot of the tracks had already been released. Yeah, hurt is probably my favorite. My day. Lay Me Down, Cash Machine, yeah. Me, Myself, and I. Just all great jams, and it's just so, so unique. And, like, it just, it really brought up my my 2020, you know. Nice. Uh, a lot of the time. It's just really uplifted the day, just jamming out to some Oliver Tree. Yeah, they're fun and listens. sometimes that's all an album really needs to do. Like, I know this isn't a perfect album yeah i get the criticisms a lot uh, i know someone was saying how sometimes his songs seem too short and they could go longer yeah maybe not seem so compact i agree but also what it is is still pretty great it's still pretty fun yeah and uh sometimes that's just all i need from an album is just to be well made and like just just fun you know totally and i really hope that oliver tree has a change of heart and he 
he comes back to this music and you know does it independently maybe yeah he doesn't want to mess with record labels you know it's pretty if you have like a following already just doing stuff independently is so much easier nowadays yeah you know if especially if you already have a following you know yeah just don't be attached to the man yeah, I know, right? So, um, but whatever he does, like, I'm excited if he starts making films and such. He'd do really great at that. Although, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what he would work on that is, like, not in the context of a music video. Yeah, or true. So, but he's he's got a great creative mind. And, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just really happy to finally have, like, a whole... Oliver Tree album and it didn't disappoint me so yeah yeah my number two ugly is beautiful Oliver Tree So I think my, we uh, our number I think we can just say it together, yeah, and just talk about it. So our our number one, yeah, it's because it's obvious because neither of us have mentioned it yet. But our number one right. is wait, definitely. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, Let's do it. Let's say it together. Three, three two, two, one. one. Changes Song. by Justin Bieber. Shut up! I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm quit the pod. I quit the podcast. Song machine. Song machine. By. Season one. Strange times has like three titles. Yeah, I just call it Strange Times. Yeah, by Gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah. I usually call it that song so machine. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, song machine gorillas. Yeah. So or, or strange times, I guess, gorillas. Yeah, so some of you kinda already know, because like when we did our gorillas podcast, we were only like a couple songs had been out and we talked about how yeah. we, how much we loved it. We haven't them. like done our thoughts on it on a podcast. I yeah. don't think. So the whole album came out this year and of course it was gonna be number one because like Single after single was just they were all just so amazing, good. and even the ones I I didn't really like grew on me. Like Friday the Thirteenth when that came out, I was like, this is kind of like weak, and but then I ended up really loving it. Yeah, now like any any song I didn't like in terms of the singles that came out that I was like whatever on ended up really growing on me. And at this point, there's still like only 
I, th- I think it's Chalk Tablet Towers and Dead Butterflies are still the only two songs where I'm like, they're okay. I don't yeah. dislike them at all. I mean, but, it's kind of like any other the Gorillaz one, album where there's yeah. like a couple tracks that just aren't as amazing. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, even my favorite Plastic Beach has like one or two that I might skip over, but yeah, but it's, they're still good. Like I would listen to them. Uh, even honestly, Dead Butterflies is kind of growing on me. I, I like, didn't like it the first time I heard it, but it grew on me a lot, honestly. And it, yeah. not to the point to where I'm like, I love it, but I'm like, it's pretty good. Like it's a decent song and Chalk Tablet Towers is better than it. But I was a little disappointed because I love St. Vincent and I thought her feature on it was kind of weak. Mm. Um, but th- that's kind of literally my only criticism of this album. And we're, if we're not talking about the, bonus songs because i think just in terms of the main album up to momentary bliss which would be the closer for the main album yeah that's such a solid album and i do it like is. i do like a couple of the bonus tracks but i if i if those were part of like the main album i might be like oh there's like quite a few songs i don't care for but yeah bonus tracks still i'd like i really like uh the what's it called simplicity and i like the the song with uh, JPEG Mafia and stuff. There was MLS. Some really, yeah. Yeah. There were some good songs in it, but they were definitely bonus songs, you know? Yeah. Like B-sides. But the main album is know. so good. It is like, great. I listened, I seriously listened to so much of it, and it was a relief, too, because I remember when Momentary Bliss got released as a single, and I sent it to you, and I was like, I think it's good. I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, we were, we we were, were just, just so skeptical. For- we were just waiting because, like, Gorillaz had just let us down, at least let me down. I know you liked the Now Now more than I did. I liked it, but I would still consider it a letdown in the grand scheme of their discography. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had let us down, and then, like, Momentary Bliss comes out, and, like, I'm not sure if I like this, but then I just continued to listen to it and continued to love it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty interested in what they're doing. And they just kept releasing songs that were really good, and we were like, this is like satisfying. It was a satisfying yeah. for a, like each month to anxiously await a new song to come out and just expecting us right or what all right well there have uh, yeah. been three good ones the next yeah, one has to time, be bad and and the more it went on and like every time i was so nervous that it was that there was going to be a bad song you know yeah but i guess as the more it went on it's like okay if this is bad i got like seven other songs that yeah are good but yeah and for those of you who don't no, the the way that they kind of laid out this album and like released it is like starting at the beginning of 2020, they they released like single after single, like it's basically every a single month. a month, except yeah. for like, well, they started in February, I think. And then there was like a month or two that where they didn't have one, but it was essentially yeah. a single one single a month for the whole year in a way. Yeah. And so. We basically heard most of the album before it was out. Yeah. And then they finally just released the rest of the album. Which I was worried was going to detract from listening to it as an album later on. And it is basically just a collection of singles rather than like a super cohesive album. But I don't mind that 
Well, because it really is just like banger after banger. You it know? is, but I don't really, but I don't really see it as like a disjointed compilation album. I yeah. still think of it. No, I think it works pretty solidly. It still flows. It still totally flows as as an album for sure. Um, yeah. It just, you know, like it doesn't have like those songs, like the slower interlude. Well, it kind of does with like the pink phantom and stuff, but it is like shorter It is like basically just 10 songs. I think I love the pink phantom. It's so yeah. good. Um, and well, I think what made yeah. the difference, and, I, cause I think Damon Alburn said this in an interview was that they just, they just made sure to focus on like the song yeah, as exactly. a song. I think the failure of the last couple albums was that, they were just too focused on making an album. Yeah, you know? exactly. And whatever sparked in Damon's little brain, not little brain, he has a big brain. <laughs> big just, brain. Uh, whatever sparked in his head, like creatively, because like he just was literally back in the prime of gorillas with the songs here. Like, yeah, I like, is it their best album? Probably not, but I think it, strongly stands with their first few albums like their yeah. debut i know a lot of people in retrospect look back and they're like yeah there's like a lot of songs that aren't that great on it i still love it yeah. but if we're talking about like demon days plastic beach and strange times that's like a strong holy trinity yeah well there's also debut debut album yeah yeah but just like more strictly speaking with like the most high regarded ones yeah i, I would say like because Demon Days and Plastic Beach are always like the two big ones. Yeah. You know, people like the debut, but Demon Days, Plastic Beach, those are like the two. And I think Strange yeah. Times is like the third. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's like the the trinity. Like, if you want someone to listen to Gorillaz, those are like the three albums now. You know? Yeah. And it's cool. And part of me thinks sometimes I might even like it. I mean, I know Demon Days is your favorite. I like Plastic Beach the most, and it's very close for me. Yeah, but yeah and Demon for me, Days it's like it's almost favorite. tied with Demon Days. Yeah, like I like it as much as that in Plastic Beach. I just think Plastic Beach it hits the high notes of Plastic Beach a lot of the time, but Plastic Beach just has more and is still like consistently yeah. good, which is why it's still my favorite. But I I might say that this is their best feature list in terms of artists just there's for a me lot of, because like a lot Robert, of favorites on here like robert smith of the cure like yeah. being on it is like crazy to me um elton john elton john even though saint vincent's that. feature was a little disappointing i still like that song it was yeah it's awesome that she's even on it she's one of my favorite artists um beck. and yeah like beck and it's weird because I don't really like modern Beck a ton, but he killed it on that song. Yeah. Um, and, it was a great And that's like one of my favorite songs on the album too. And, yeah. And Valley of the Pagan. Lost Chord is probably Lost Chord and Valley of the Pagan are probably my two favorites. Like my, two I love favorites. the Lost Chord so much. <sighs> I can't, I can't even pick two. My top three would be momentary bliss, Desolée, which were the first two singles and uh, the Pink Phantom. That's what that's what's fun about this album is I'm saying like yeah, Lost Court and Valley of Pagan are my favorites, but I'm like but Desolate. Oh, but Momentary. But oh, but Strange Times. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, all great. Like the only two I can think of as like underwhelming, like that I definitely wouldn't call my favorites is Dead Butterflies and Chocolate Tablet Towers. But they're still not bad songs, which is like which yeah. is what's cool about it. And like honest, oh, man, I don't know, man. It was just I would. 
if MLS and Dead Butterflies swapped places, hmm. I I would prefer that a little bit. But still, it's yeah so good. And Dead Butterflies honestly has such a catchy chorus. Yeah, it's, re- it's just the production of that song is really weak compared to the rest of the album. But I love the vocal delivery and stuff. But yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's um, it's just great. And even songs like Aries, I feel like was super is like the sleeper hit. I mean, maybe not for a lot of people, but I like love that song. I that continued really to grow good. on me. I remember, I remember being like, "Oh, Friday the th- Friday the Thirteenth is the first flop for me." But it's, it's actually only... just Friday Thirteenth. Oh, it is. Wow. <laughs> There's um, no the. But I go back to it now, and I'm like, man, the production on this is so good. Like, there's yeah. so many layers to every song, and it still sounds clear and cohesive. Like, Damon's just like a brilliant producer, and um, yeah, Friday Thirteenth is. It grew on me so much and and i haven't even mentioned freaking pac-man that's like that is like a core gorilla song like it's yeah, it just sound, very demon days that's the most gorilla song on the album probably like it's just it, when you think of gorillas like a gorilla I'd say song Valley formula of the Pagans is pretty close to, that too like because it's almost got that feel good ink kind of uh, yeah feel to it every song on this album kind of matches an era of gorillas like yeah. you and the ones that are more closer to humans, uh, like I would say Dead Butterflies or like Friday the 13th are kind of like more close to something from like humans, but yeah. what that should have been mostly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lost Chord was very Plastic Beach and Valley of the Pagans and Pac-Man was very Demon Days. And I'm trying to think of, there was one that was kind of, that made me think of Now Now, Aries may have been Aries kind of like yeah. like but with the ones that are more similar to like now now and humans it's like better versions of it yeah exactly uh, um, but it, it feels like he really covered every sound of gorillas but made it work as a cohesive album and I think that's great yeah um, but it didn't it also didn't feel like just retreading old grounds to please fans it felt like an actual evolution mm-hmm. but just capturing what people like about gorillas. You know, it's not just recycling old ideas, it's evolving old ideas in right. a way, you know, and I think that's brilliant. And, uh, and another thing too, is every song had a feature on it. And usually that would be like a concerning thing because of humans. Yeah. That was like a concerning thing because it's like, Oh, there's not enough Damon or something, but yeah. it was so not a problem at all. Like I was really surprised. No. I, I remember being like, Oh, I wish there was like, at least one or two, but I listened to it and I'm like, I, I at no point am I, am I like, man, that needs less features. Yeah. Um, cause they just, they implemented it on a plastic beach level cause plastic beach had tons of features, but no yeah. one cared. It's really just humans. Humans set that. Yeah. And there's not even like, a, bad. it's surprising cause there's not even a, a track on here that doesn't have a feature. Yeah. There's no like just, you know, just gorillas song. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that the problem with humans wasn't really, it's not the features. The features it was more just like how it was done. You know, even if you think about it, think of the best, your favorite gorilla song. Like think of the best gorilla song, the most iconic gorilla songs. Mm-hmm. They usually are the ones with features. Yeah. You know, a lot of the ones that don't have a feature are usually like kind of filler. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and the now, now was good, but it was a filler album, you yeah. know, um, better than humans, but, uh, 
still like a filler album and yeah and humans was just it wasn't a gorillas album it was whatever artist it was like whatever artist was featured it was their song featuring damon yeah you know plus damon just getting really experimental with like you Plus know, it was just like sounds and such. house music. It was mm-hmm. kind of like radio friendly stuff, which just got a little boring. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like them. You know, yeah. But uh, strange times, definitely. You know, blew most, our expectations out the of most, the water. Most fun I had with an album, and yeah, I'm still listening to it a lot. And I can't wait for it was just, it's nice whatever to season just, two is going to be. Yeah. It was just so awesome to be excited for gorillas again. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> right? we, now, Cause now like when they start announcing new stuff, we don't have to be like, is it going to be bad? Like, I'm, yeah. like if he keeps on this, like I feel like he went through humans and now, now it's like he had a learning experience or something and then rekindled like, yeah, yeah this is, and it felt like he actually enjoyed making it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just get the sense that he just wasn't feeling it for a while. And it seems like he kind of reignited some passion for yeah. that. And that makes me happy. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what else he does in the future with it. And there's still a possibility, you know, if another flop could come out in the future, but I feel really good about gorillas right yeah. now, which is a great feeling. Yeah. Cause Same. it's been a while. So, Gorillas are back. And it wasn't just good. It's like up there with their best, too, which is very impressive. So. Yeah. 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 I, I could almost, I could probably say, in terms of ranking, uh, I could say Demon Days and Plastic Beach. I. I'd, I think this this is like level with debut, if not better. I'd probably, I think it's actually better than debut. Um, it could be. It's yeah. like, kind of tied with demon days for me because it's almost cheating though because it has it's a shorter track list with only a couple songs i don't love and demon days is longer but has a few songs that i don't love so it's almost like demon days it's almost like the ratio is even yeah so it's like they're kind of even for me because and then plastic beach is a lot longer but has less songs i would want to skip so yeah and like it's peak of plastic beach is like the peak of gorillas in general for me um yeah. but man stuff like momentary bliss or i don't know why I, I don't know if it's weird that lost i like lost chords so much but sometimes i think that maybe that's my favorite one but it is a good um, one it's just i don't know there's something i think it's because it reminds me so much of the stuff i love from plastic beach which is interesting because the music video takes place yeah. on Plastic Beach. Which was definitely the best music video because it was actually like animated. Yeah. Like it had, it felt like a bit more of. Well, an old I really liked video. the Momentary Bliss and Desolée videos. Those were fun. It was Pac-Man nice was to also see. Good. It was just cool to see like a fully animated thing. Yeah. And not just like them kind of put into, which I like those videos. They're really charming, but it felt like. There's more effort put into it. Video. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like, which I get it because an um, animated music video a month would be exhausting and like yeah. so much power to the people who had to make all that. It was probably exhausting, but um, it was mostly like the characters would have like two or three animations that they would just kind of reuse throughout yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so Lost Chord being a bit more of like, a full production almost with even like the cool, like the featured artists and like the weird makeup. It, yeah. It was like the music video for the album. It felt like, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So. And Dead Butterflies and Chalk Tablet Towers didn't get videos. Are they, so I guess they're just not going to get I one. I think that was the last one. Yeah. That was like okay. the finale. So. Yeah. Whatever. I guess out of all the like album songs that didn't already, that weren't released as singles, Valley of the Pagans and The Lost Chord made the most sense, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Strange Times. Song Machine, Season 1, Strange Times. Part of me was like, no, man, you got to make Fleet Foxes your number one, so people don't think you're lame and like ob- like the obvious choice but i'm like i don't freaking it's care. the obvious choice for a reason yeah i'm like but it was like good so who cares like i know it's like 10 hundred million people's number one pick for that year but it was good yeah. i don't care exactly i loved it So, I hope you liked me and Mitchell's top tens. Now it's time. What was your top tens? Let us know. Give us a review. Now, Mitchell, give us a recommendation for this episode. I'm going to give a recommendation. Um, So, I've been listening to a lot of David Bowie lately. Like, a lot. Um, Because he's, like, one of my favorite artists right now. And I've been kind of going through his discography to figure out which of his albums I like the most. And... Because Ziggy Stardust is like one of my favorite albums of all time. And there's a lot I hadn't listened to. I binged a lot of his albums and I've been absolutely obsessed with Scary Monsters lately. Released in 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Spotify as Scary Monsters in parentheses and Super Creeps. 2017 remaster. Nice. It is speaking of gorillas. There's like some songs on here that make me think of Demon Days with its <laughs> production. It's it's tempting to make it my favorite Bowie album because I've just been listening to it so much, but Ziggy just has like the hits, you know, it's hard to choose, but it's so good. And the fact that I'm even contemplating it as my favorite Bowie album is like huge. (laughs) Um, so yeah, scary monsters by David Bowie has been incredibly addictive. It's such a good album. Uh, if you haven't listened to David Bowie, Maybe, I don't know if it's the best starting point for him, but check out Ziggy Stardust and then listen to Scary Monsters or something. But mm. yeah, David Bowie, Scary Monsters, if you like, you know, that era of music, check it out because it's uh, it's pretty dang good. So, wow. Quite a bold statement. Yeah. I nice. love it. So 
Yeah, All check right. it out. I don't see a lot of people proclaim it as one of the best Bowie albums, and I want that to change because it deserves more love. So, yeah. The shrieking when nothing is giving, just bitches a chap goes in synthesis, and I ain't got no money, and I ain't got no hands. But I'm hoping to kick because glad it is glowing. Ashes to ash and fuck to fuck it. We know major tongues are drunken, strung out in heaven's high, hitting at all time. Good night, everybody. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, uh, you. we'll have our, our next episode. We're going to talk about our favorite films, which, uh, how are you feeling right now, Mitchell? We've recorded two podcasts. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go home. Okay. It's almost midnight probably. Yep. I'm going to die. Don't die. I'm so sleepy. Okay. Well, Mitchell's going to go home. Um, <laughs> go home, go home. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast you're welcome um it's always fun to do these annual list things we always we like our lists yep this is a good reason to do it so love lists um we'll see you all in the next episode we're talking about movies you have you guys have a blessed day i'm gonna eat you all thanks for checking out this episode of the podwood forecast if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media, our Twitter and Facebook. And as always, stay beautiful, and thanks for listening. Bye.